tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and dude i was thinking it was friday for some reason i don't know why that wishful is. thinking that's what it is i know <laughs> i don't it's just one of them third days so welcome in hey hey my week's been I messed up this, too just the whole week has been it is yeah oh man you remember when we used to do hannah palooza you know yeah. for her birthday month? yes uh-huh and i think it was jill friday that coined that phrase hannah palooza <laughs> probably well, was. hannah's tried to create brayla palooza now and uh so the continuation of the birthday month and i'm like really i'm it's not my thing you know right yeah but you know if you say that out loud to your family you're like evil man you would think that you know i just got out of prison and escaped from death row or something the way they look at me i go okay fine i mean why do i it's just like i'm a rapper from the early 80s you know and they just outed me for claiming i was a a bike uh, enthusiast, you know, and yeah. couldn't do it, and like vanilla ice, you know. It's just when we were kids, it wasn't like this, you know. The, no, your parents might arrange a birthday party for you, you know what I mean, on the weekend when all they could invite all the other kids. The parents would all bring their kids, and they you'd smear cake all over the place and bust things up, and and but and it was a it was one event. It was just it was that one day, but now. I, I don't understand how this has happened, but now you it's just, like the birthday month. What you month. just described, yeah, and the, <laughs> you just described something that I didn't have when I was a kid. Yeah, my parents were so cheap. Oh, I didn't. We have, got a homemade cake, yeah. one present, yeah, and there were no other kids around because my parents didn't want to feed them. Yeah, it was pretty They're much like, like I that. Giving them, yeah, it yeah. was like that for me too. But you saw on on TV mm-hmm. the TV kids. That's what they had, oh. you know. And so that was yeah. pretty much what the norm was. Everybody thought was the norm. And and every now and then you'd have rich. a kid, you'd get invited to some kid's birthday party and i remember getting invited to some kid's birthday party taking a, a gift and you know the balloons and the cake and the whole nine yards and i i never had that myself but other people did so so you know but today, i remember i'm um, hearing I, I remember hearing my the rich kids talking about watching tv but i didn't know what it was i used to stare at the radio thinking what what are they talking about i'm not seeing this liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show on saint patty's day kind of missed that a minute ago mark oh yeah that's true I, you wearing green i don't see you socks. i can't tell if green you got socks. green socks yeah, uh, yeah that's what I, was, I was yeah. actually trying to look under the desk to see yeah. i'm not wearing socks just fyi thank so. you i appreciate that mm. well I, I got tired of bending over and putting on socks so <laughs> now it's like can't, I, I can't see my feet anyway jane just tells me they're I green know. <laughs> that's the thing it's like oh. i remember i had a friend that uh well he and his wife got so big, fat, and old. Oh, no. They, neither one of them could put shoes on. Oh, no. And so, because I, I, I would look at them, all their shoes, no matter what they were wearing, were slip-ons. You know? <laughs> it was like, Wait. <laughs> they had the, the back part of the heel thing was always pushed down. Oh, and I'm no. like, you know you can buy shoes that are already like that, that are probably more comfortable. <laughs> and they were like, nah, we can't feel our feet. I'm like, wow. So, you know. 
They have, your feet have given up. <laughs> at, what, at what weight do the feet finally give up? I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Three they're, bills, three and a half. What are we talking here? I'm surprised their feet have their feet. Their shoe size hasn't gone down because nothing grows in the shade. You know? Oh, dude. Well, I actually <laughs> saw the sides of them one time because you know my mom taught me never to you know stare, but I do right. tend to look down a lot and I see people's feet and it would uh, gross me out. And I I saw the seams on their shoes giving way. <laughs> And I thought, I think this is how sandals were invented. Really fat guys that wouldn't buy the next shoe size, you know? Like, so it wasn't the Romans. It was yeah, no. it was fat people over yeah. time. Just gave up. Guys, it was the fat guys in Greece. That's what it was. That's I'm telling it. you. Well, think about it. Whenever you see pictures of the old Grecian people, big fat guys, because mm, the skinny yeah. guys were all their slaves. Well, you you know? know, Greece and fat guys go together. But I'm pumped. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and mark i know we haven't spent a lot of time talking about jesse smollett because you know he's not really worth the time but the dude actually uh got a judge to let him out of Mm -hmm. jail i saw that um five days into being in jail at cook county jail for lying uh he actually was let go a judge cut him loose while he appeals his sentence and everything Uh and it's like the they threw it, they being his attorneys, they filed everything they could to get him out of going to jail. I mean, everything they possibly could, they put out there. Yep. And the last thing they filed was for an, an immediate emergency because he had, his doctor said that he was in danger of, you know, of getting infected with COVID-19. <laughs> and that was like, I, I thought, well, he, I'm thinking they better tell us what makes Jesse Smollett so special because mm-hmm. there's 6,100 people in the Cook County Jail. I right. looked it up. Yeah. 6,100 people. And they're talking about the severity of COVID-19 in the Cook County Jail that he, ha- he has to be taken out, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know how many people, out of 6,100 people in the Cook County Jail, do you know how many are COVID positive? Uh, all of them? 15. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 15. <laughs> It's not running rampant. And by no. the way, the guy's been held in medical isolation, you know, because he's a security, yeah. he's a security threat. A he's a mental risk. threat yeah. be- because they know he's nuts. Yeah. You know, at his sentencing, he's still demanding that he's innocent. His family, his, his brother, Jockey, Hey, I just don't understand it. He actually said, you know, when the judge is like, you're the reason people won't report hate crimes, you know? Mm, wow. And Jockey is like, they're the reason people won't report hate crimes. That's oh, why. Gosh. I'm like, come on, dudes, really? Is there a yeah. whole family of y'all? And yeah. then, you know, Granny, his 92-year-old grandmother at the sentencing, judge, if you do this, you need to send me with him. <laughs> really? Sending him to And it's like the judge told him, dude, you know, you did this to yourself. You you perjured yourself for days on yeah. the stand. You de- The destruction of your life is on you. Mm. And it was like in Jesse Smollett's raising his hand like he's Tommy Davidson at the 1968 Mexico Olympics, you know, mm. got his fist in the hand, yeah. you know, listen people to, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting on the, uh, the, the group, uh, what is it? Uh, Coven that did one ten soldier, yeah. Billy Jack to break through the door to get him out. Wow. It's like, but the thing is he's a lying sack. He's not innocent. No. He's guilty. Yeah. He's convicted. And he got 150 days in jail. Yep. And every day in there, his family is screaming. The media is covering him. And it's like, all he is, is a former TV actor and convicted felon. That's what he is. Yeah, that's what he is. Uh, but he's well and the connected. Judge said, you put the, the judge goes, you put the noose around your own neck. Mm-hmm. You know? And now his family. His family's saying, I keep getting pictures of people in nooses and blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
you know what? I don't believe anything you say. No, no, I don't uh, either. Like I'm waiting a, for Joe Biden to pardon him, you know? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I tell you what, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Barack Obama make an appearance and demand that he be uh, released and that he be, you know. Actually, that, you know what? It's kind of shocking he hasn't. But I, that's yeah, because tell you, Barack yeah. is not, he's not an idiot. You know what? He's mm. not an idiot. Mm. And I, if you notice Tracy Morgan, you know, when, when he when all this first happened, you know, Tracy Morgan was out there making jokes. It was funny. Yes. And a number of people who came out in favor of, you know, they, because look, nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see what Justice Smollett claimed happen. No, nobody. No. If it really happened in real life, you and I would lead the charge exactly, to convict yeah. and imprison whoever did that, because yeah. that, that is not tolerable. Yeah. Problem with that whole story from the very beginning of the tuna sandwich attack is that, it didn't make any sense. No. And it just showed um, that this narcissistic actor really believed that he was the star of the show and that we would all know who he was. Right. I had never heard of the guy Me until either, this. Yeah. yeah. And I dare say 90% of Americans mm. didn't know who he was. And I'm being generous when I say 10% yeah. might have known him. Yeah. I mean, very generous. But anyway. What gets me is that we're supposed to believe that two uh two trump fanatics yeah uh with the deep foreign accents from another country um we're out at two o'clock in the morning during a polar vortex when it's like 12 degrees Mm -hmm. and they're looking for somebody to rough up right (laughs) that's we're supposed to believe that yeah and that they see a guy come a, a black guy come out of a subway shop and because they're racist homophobic mm. trump fanatics yes they recognize this black man as you're that gay actor from that tv show right yes like uh, what uh, would uh, a racist homophobic uh, trump fan do be why would they watch empire they, they would never even watch they wouldn't it. even know the show existed no and uh, and, and you know what on top I don't of the, consider it, myself any of those things i barely knew it existed yeah. mark and it's chicago the stronghold yeah. of MAGA country, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, and on top of all that, the area where that happened is a gay area. I mean, uh-huh. it's an area where the, it's like the homosexuals live in that area. So yes. you're not going to have, again, a polar vortex two in the morning. And by the way, Jesse saved that tuna sandwich. <laughs> he was still holding the sandwich and had the noose around his neck when the cops showed up at his place. <laughs> and yet... He and his family still claim he's oh innocent. He was attacked. They, even though in face of all the evidence to the contrary, mm. in you know everything that's been proven. And by the way, the uh, you know the people there, the the uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the prosecutor that actually uh, the state attorney's office that actually you know dropped all the charges and wouldn't prosecute. You know, oh yeah, that yeah. they actually called it mob justice. Uh-huh. Uh, the mayor of Chicago said. It, we're vindicated. You know, this is just horrible. Every It's horrible. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, Jesse Smollett out of jail. Now, I have to wonder, Mark, if you were in jail on a similar offense. I'd still be and, there. Yes. Yeah, and you would I would probably be getting more time because mm-hmm. I, would be, I wouldn't be able to shut up about this. Yeah. I mean, I, if you pitched a oh. fit like he did in court, you know, oh, yeah. uh, saying, yeah. I, I'm not suicidal. I'm, I just want you to know I'm not, because he, what he's saying is mm-hmm. I'm going to die yeah. in jail. That's what he's right. saying. Somebody's yeah. going to, somebody's going to bump me off in jail. He, he that was their other thing. They're yeah. afraid of it. Oh yeah. 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 So many threats. They're going to, he's going to get killed. Right. No, yeah, sure. And I, oddly, I, I would just about be willing to bet the house that there hasn't been a single one. 
not a I single know. threat. I wouldn't either. Anyway. And the one but, thing but is we, that but, so he makes that claim about not being suicidal, so yeah. they put him in the the psych ward. Yeah, well, we exactly. better watch him. You That's know, we exactly want to make right. sure yeah. because he said he's not suicidal. If yeah. he comes up dead, the family's going to suicide, so we're going to watch him now. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, if it were you or I, we'd still be mm-hmm. there. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh i saw this story mark and i wondered you know they do pop up from time to time about people sending weird things through the mail yeah but the man who trafficked in scorpions i'm gonna tell you scorpions why (laughs) why are you trafficking in scorpions and why are you sending them through the mail and why I, I get why you're labeling them chocolate, right? But really, we're mailing scorpion. Do you eat chocolate-covered scorpions, Mark? No, not personally. I also personally didn't collect Beanie Babies, but they were a thing. So what are you what are you going to do? A 39-year-old Oregon man pleaded guilty to exporting and importing scorpions across the U.S., including in Michigan, on Monday. March 14th, Darren Drake pleaded guilty to conspiring with others to commit Lacey Act violations. That's a federal misdemeanor that makes it illegal to trade wildlife and plants that were illegally stolen or sold. Wait a minute. If they were stolen, they were acquired illegally. So thank you. Right. Yeah. He imported and exported dozens of live scorpions with individuals in Germany from September of 2017 to March 2018, at times labeling the package contents as containing chocolates without obtaining an import-export license from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. He faces up to a year in prison, supervised release for three years, as well as a $100,000 fine. Okay. The Stacy or Lacey Act violation, uh-huh. it's a federal misdemeanor, making it illegal to trade wildlife and plants that were illegally stolen mm-hmm. or sold. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's uh, possession of stolen property. Right, yeah. That's s- stealing property. Right. So isn't, th- let me see, thou shalt not steal. Yeah, this is right there at the beginning of everything, you know. <laughs> You're right, it is. So why are we, it doesn't matter if you cover them in chocolate, they're stolen at some point. <laughs> So, what in the world, man? Okay, yes, basically but they're, you gotta, but, but they're, they're chocolate. It's chocolate. It's not scorpions. It's chocolate. Who are you going to believe, me or your lion eyes? LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. Hey, daily podcast uh, every day. You know, wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Mark and Mac Show podcast. Just want to throw that out there. You know, Mark, I wondered when we were going to start seeing stories like this because we had them several years ago when gas prices skyrocketed. Yeah. You know, um, there were people who got very creative about getting gas that wasn't mm-hmm. theirs, that they didn't pay for. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of funny because whenever I see a story about diesel fuel, I'm reminded that when you and I were kids, diesel fuel cost about half of yeah. what gasoline costs. It sure did. Because it's the dregs. It's not, you know, it's not the, the cream of the crop here. It actually has to be heated before you can burn it, you know, yeah. and, and before it can be used. And, and there was so little demand for it. Right. Yeah. Just big trucks, you know. Yeah. And when they, when all of a sudden, you know, uh, Mercedes had a diesel, then Volkswagen had a diesel because of the gas prices in the 70s. All of a sudden, when they put cars on the road that use diesel engines, well, then diesel went up. Yeah. 
It so sure here we are. Now diesel costs more than regular gas. It really does. And, and you, that hurts all of us. You can get better gas mileage out of a diesel. I think it's like 30% better gas mileage with diesel than you do a, a diesel engine than you do with a regular gas engine. Yeah. But but you look at diesel prices, it's more than 30% more yeah. <laughs> now than yeah. it used to be. It's crazy. Well, with all these going, the soaring gas prices, a Southwest Houston gas station has been has been getting hit hard at the pump, but not for the reason you might expect. Jerry Thales' family-owned uh, Fuqua Express gas station uh, has been hit pretty hard. He says surveillance video outside of the gas station shows thieves in action. He says the way they did it was very sneaky. They were doing it in front of so many people, so many different customers. Mm-hmm. A green van can be seen in the surveillance video. They had a trap door in the vehicle, and they'd put a hose down from from mm-hmm. inside the vehicle and suck up the fuel with a pump. He says the wow. alleged thieves hit his Chevron three times last week and tried to do it a fourth. He says each time they were there for 15 to 20 minutes in a high traffic time. He began combing wow. through surveillance video and noticed a pattern. He says, I started seeing this van just parked over there. He later realized that a black SUV was also there. They were the lookouts. <laughs> oh, no. In all, he says they stole over a 1,000 gallons of fuel worth over $5,000. Wow. Yeah. That's, again, something we saw people getting creative with during the last time gas went through the roof. And I got a feeling this is just the tip of the iceberg, you know? Yeah, I think don't so they too. lock those things? I mean, I, you see where they pour the gas and stuff in yeah. those big tanks. Yeah, and they did lock these. This is not all the story okay. because you know I trim them down. Yeah, so they, I, but they, sure. But they, anyway, it's just he, crazy he, because he, you would think if you're going to go to the trouble of having surveillance cameras out there, yeah, that you'd be able to tell, hey, that truck does not belong there. One of these, let's play Sesame Street. You know, <laughs> one of these things doesn't belong here. Right. He said they were actually they had actually taken his locks off, probably cut the locks huh. off and replaced them with their own locks, so they could go. <laughs> out there and check them and say you know they're locked they're, we're good they're locked but then they'd come park the van over the top of it unlock their lock and siphon out the fuel wow yeah life radio.fm mark and mag show and a glorious day in the neighborhood you know we had fog this morning it was pretty bad yeah just i you know you have those days where you go i don't i can deal with a lot of things i don't like extreme cold certainly yeah. But fog? <laughs> I, I have a real fear of fog. I had a deer jump right out in front of me one oh. time when I was driving in fog. Yeah. And and that just, you know, at 3.30 in the morning uh-huh. when a deer comes out, that's bad enough. But it when is, it happens yeah. in the fog, it's like, I think I saw Bigfoot. <laughs> nope, it had antlers. I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Mark, uh, we love doing, uh, you know, world record things. That's mm-hmm. something that you can bank on, on this very show. By golly. We're going to get you a Guinness Book of World Records story. Yeah, we are. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. <laughs> High T took on a whole new meaning for Andrew Hughes and his climbing crew. The group of adventurers held a tea party at 21,312 feet above sea level at Mount Everest's Camp 2 in Nepal last year. And that set a new Guinness mm-hmm. World Record, which was wow. officially recognized by Guinness this month for the highest tea party ever held. Wow. You remember? Wow, the highest 
Tea Party. Uh, yep. Yeah. I told you, you want a category? They'll make up a category for you. Oddly <laughs> enough, Snoop Dogg has filed a lawsuit saying he had the highest Tea Party ever. I think you're right. Hughes, he's a self-described high-endurance athlete from Seattle, Washington, said he first had the idea for the Tea Party early in the pandemic when COVID-19 travel restrictions and shutdowns meant expeditions weren't possible. He said the isolation made him realize he missed the community more than the summits. The greatest things in life are often those shared, he says. Uh, and he adds that he hopes that the feat, mm-hmm. which was held in May 5th of uh, 2021, um, will inspire others to seek their own dreams, no matter the heights. According to a news release, <laughs> Hughes' highest of high tea parties exceeded the previous mark by thousands of feet in altitude. Yeah, because- I think I was raised a little different than Mr. Hughes. <laughs> yeah, not everybody's going to think, why don't we have a tea party up where you can barely breathe the air? My daughter would, you know, <laughs> when she was five. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. Mark, I, when I saw this story yesterday, I got to be honest with you. I thought this can't end well. Okay. If you ever referred to your wife, as a you know, as a rhinoceros, that that's a you don't no. get the couch treatment, dude. No. no, and you don't even have to refer to her. You just have to name a rhino after her. And I know that's you, what I'm saying. Yeah, a newborn it. white rhino yes. named Queenie at, uh-huh. in honor of Queen Elizabeth. Come on, you just don't do that. Come on, yep. a rhino really? Can you? All right, Mark. Just for the sake of argument, if if I was to get. One of those little pigs that people have is like a, you know, a, a pet, the, you yeah. know, the little one. Oh yeah. Yeah. If I called, if I called that LaDonna, I would be LaGonna, you know? <laughs> well, the folks at Cotswold Wildlife Park in Burford, England named a newborn white rhino Queenie in honor of Queen Elizabeth II. The name was given to the white rhino in celebration of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Year that marks her 70th year on the British throne. Queenie was born to parents Monty and Nancy, who have also given birth to four other baby rhinos. She is also the ninth white rhino calf to be born at the park. Um, The managing director of the park, Reggie Hayworth, Reggie said, uh, we yeah. feel very lucky to have another baby female rhino, which is our fifth female b- uh, baby in a row. All the rhinos here are named after very special people. And I think everyone agrees that 2022 will always be special because of Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee. I thought it might be a bit wow. presumptuous to call our baby new baby Elizabeth Elizabeth. So I've christened her Queenie instead. I think it's a perfect name for a young lady rhino. Wow. I don't know if he's a fan of the queen or not, you know, no, I'm serious, Mark. I'm thinking, how do you think it's a perfect name for a a rhino? Wow. Should have named him after Prince Andrew, you know, life radio.fm the Mark and Mac show. And you know, a couple minutes ago, Mark, when we were talking about the uh, the rhino being named after Queen Elizabeth, yeah, I'm still not over that. Okay, I just don't <laughs> see how that ends well. I know but either. As long as we've got some British news, okay. Uh-huh. There's a there is a British story about a girl 
and a Guinness Book of World Records mm -hmm. involving Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, she's 13 years old, and she's broken a, a Guinness World Record by assembling a Mr. Potato Head toy in 5.69 seconds. Guinness World Records said Matilda Walden became the first person to break the Mr. Potato Head record in 10 years when she shaved nine-tenths of a second off the previous record in December. Walden said of her technique, I had to be joining the nose and mustache together as I picked them up in one hand. Oh, that's her trick. Um, Walden's record attempt was aimed at raising awareness of Skipton Extended Learning for All, an organization that offers support to children who face a range of adverse experiences. She says, I have disabilities and sometimes find that in other community events, I was not welcome and people judge me. Um, the Skipton mm -hmm. Extended Learning for All never did. And they've given me so much confidence, I thought a Guinness World Records attempt would be a great idea. Walden said she's considering taking on the world record for assembling a Mr. Potato Head while blindfolded. That record stands at 14.9 seconds. Okay, so the Potato Head is out of the box in front of you with parts, right? I think, yeah. And all you're doing, you're putting on the ears, the hat, I mean... Do you have to accessorize or do you get it? You know, what is the end product? What does it have to look like? I mean, I'm a little concerned here because do you, do you have to, what if the I want, you pack the angry eyes I, in the process? What? Yes. And you put the hungry, you know, where do you put the monkey chow? I mean, <laughs> you gotta right. have the monkeys. You gotta have monkey chow. I mean, I'm just now, now Mark. Now they're just making stuff up. Come on. This is a lot more complicated. I could see. Yes. Let's, let's That's throw in the blindfold on, and make man. that happen. Come on. Yeah, and you know what? Let's do it while you're hanging from a rope, <laughs> while over a fire. You know, come on, add some stuff to this. Earn please. this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show just Cruising along the St. Patty's Day. Mm -hmm. Still kind of concerned over how uh, in Chicago they turn the, uh, the the river green, you know? Yeah. But I, I'm not kidding. When we talked about that the other day, I actually started looking it up and went, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. You lost interest. I'm interested <laughs> enough. Yeah. I'm like, if you could tell me how they did it right away, that'd be one thing. But I had to actually put a little effort into it. And I realized, no, I really don't care. I mean, it, I did, I'd be interested to know, but I am not interested in putting any effort into this whatsoever. <laughs> That's it's funny. the same reason if YouTube didn't have an automatic play thing, I would get really frustrated to having to look for stuff. You know, what am I going to do? I'm going to find people who have a bathroom in their house that, you know, they were big Elvis fans. You know, the king died on the throne. You remember that? He died yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw this story, that was my first thought, Mark. Wow. Okay. Well, there's a house that's listed in the Detroit suburbs. It's drawing attention online for an unusual feature. It's a toilet, a toilet that actually looks like a real throne. And the house is listed for $979,000. The St. Clair Shores yeah, house. Graceland. Is, See, that's the whole thing. Yes, it's not Graceland. It's not Graceland. The St. Clair Shores house is nicknamed the House of Charm in honor of its original resident, Edith Fern Melrose. She was a TV and radio host known as the Lady of Charm uh, in the Detroit area, I'm guessing. The home, listed for yeah. $979,000, features five bathrooms, one of them in particular is drawing attention for its toilet. 
a high-backed wooden seat that resembles a royal throne. The toilet features a candle holder mounted to its high wooden back. Let's consider it. The uh, house, Mm -hmm. which also includes an unusual bathtub on wheels, was previously listed for $1.2 million in 2021. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay, so you've knocked a $100,000 off the deal. Yeah. Yeah. With prices going up, their prices going down. Well, it's Detroit, man. It's a suburb of Detroit. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Well, you, you do. You and I can go there. up there and buy a couple of houses for a dollar, you know? <laughs> That's true. You can. You can buy houses Street lights for a dollar. Yes. <laughs> but there's all the meth and crooks around you want. LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Mac Show, where, you know what? It's St. Patty's Day. Mark has on green socks. Mm hmm. I'm trying to find a piece. I gotta have green on me somewhere, Mark. Yeah. But I, I doesn't underwear doesn't count, right? It has to be something everybody can see without really looking hard, right? Well, it counts for me, but maybe not for you. Okay. <laughs> I just you say, don't I just say, I'm trust you. me. Yeah, I'm wearing green. I'm still wondering. We mentioned this the other day. In this day and age of Me Too, if you pinch somebody that's not wearing green, <laughs> you're up. You're really setting yourself up, man. You really are. You could be in major trouble. Right. Yeah, and you won't get a major award. It will not be a leg lamp. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> oh, my. How about your, did you ever leave the house without your cell phone and think, ah, I got to go back? You ever do no. that? No. Not me. Either. No, because I've never left the house without a cell phone. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah. according to a survey no, I, commissioned by HMD Global and conducted by OnePoll, one in eight people suffer anxiety if they know their phone battery is dying. About 2,000 smartphone users were questioned for the study. Six out of ten indicated that they couldn't cope with being apart from their phones. The survey also found that 55% of those who responded agreed that their phone losing power was a nightmare scenario. Uh, HMD global representative Petri Harrington uh, Her- uh, said in the ma- a media release, smartphones offer so much, it's unsurprising that we're dependent, making the common complaints around battery life a real issue. This survey suggested that three in 10 people would never leave home without their smartphone. Yeah, but there's reason. I, Mark, you and I both work. Yes, on, it's and, business related. Our, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I do. I have my phone and I do have it on. I have it with me because if Mark needs to get up with me, you know, yep. or I need to get up with him, that because that we have to have that. Yep. And we've got, I remember the days when we used to have a, a home phone, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a different time. I guess that's the biggest thing is it's a different time. Back yeah, in the yeah. day, I, I remember taking, I would take my beeper. Remember the beeper thing yes, in the 90s, I do. 80s and 90s? Yeah. Okay, when I was, okay, I can say this now. When I was at 102.5, you know, I was always the program director and morning guy. Yeah. So I had a management position and I was an air talent, but I did have a boss. And so they would uh, give you this beeper. <laughs> hey, here's your beep. You know, you signed the contract. Here's your beeper. Okay. Yeah. And I hated that thing. I did. I hated it. And uh-huh. so I was like, there's got to be a way to, if they want me, I give them 40 out. You know, I'm giving them my time. When I'm with my fam, I don't, you don't get to beat me, you know, just because you're at home and you thought of something because you don't have a life. So I took the battery and would turn it around. Oh, no. I just, 
<laughs> yep, I did. I would turn around and I don't. Hey, man, this, and when they hey, Dave, I beeped you last night. I never heard back from you. Well, you should have called my phone, okay, <laughs> at my house because <laughs> if I was home, I would have answered the phone. Yeah. You didn't try that. Well, it wasn't that important. Yeah, really. Then why did you beep me? <laughs> if it wasn't that important, why did you beep me when I'm at home with my family? <laughs> and so. They was well. Let engineering look at your beeper to make sure because we got to make sure that thing works. Yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. And so I t- handed it to him. I don't know why it's not working. And, oh, the battery's turned around wrong. Oh darn! I'm sorry. Yeah, plus and minus. They gave us those power tail phones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. god, those. Well, they gave us those power tail phones. Those were horrible. Oh. Yep. Oh. I had it all the time. Yeah. And then when they when they would call on that one, I would I would first thing I do when it started ringing, I would I would be in my car right. I'd punch over the dial and make sure the station was still on the air. Okay. <laughs> yes. Then I would open it and say, hello. And it's like, Hey, I, it's breaking up. I can't really hear you. Make it fast. <laughs> well, but you- <laughs> now, you know, over the years we have become accustomed to, I don't even have a house phone anymore. No, you know, me I haven't had one yeah. in years. Yeah. And I, the house that we live in now actually had a place to hang a phone in the garage. Because it yeah. was it was built back in the day when you'd hear the phone ring and run yeah. for it and miss it, you know, and you and you didn't Mark, you didn't know who it was, oh, right? <laughs> dude, I had I actually had a separate phone line installed in my I had two phone lines with two separate numbers in in my house one time, yeah, because I ran one downstairs to a studio slash office, right, so that. I could get online and do work because the kid, you know, the dial-up modem, uh-huh. ding, ding, yep. that yep. thing. Well, the kids would be online doing <laughs> I'm whatever. Online. Yes. Yep. Yep. I know. And when Hannah was so little, she said, "I'm in line. I'm in line." <laughs> well, we were you were talking about the pagers and getting paged at, at weird yeah. hours for for things. That has been replaced by the group text. Now, oh, gosh. now you get the group text to the whole yep. team. I had an idea. We need to work on this in the morning, and yeah, and from that point continues a one hour exchange with all the members of the group text oh. what about this what about that what about this and it always happens while you're trying to sleep <laughs> so, 10 o'clock at night uh-huh. here we go that's it i got one at 10 o'clock last night oh. i asked Ladonna, who has my number <laughs> who got this i need to know right now because i'm there's nobody that should contact me you know no right, anybody that knows us knows that unless somebody's dead or dying that's this right. is not a time to reach no. out makes me want to respond Whoever is sending this, it better be dying or on fire. Otherwise, yep. <laughs> this is not going to end well for you. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, before we do the story about the college professor, uh-huh. when you were in school, did did you know what kids were cheating on exams? Um, no, I can't, I can't, I can't remember knowing anybody was cheating. See, I didn't either. That's why I asked. Cause, um, I had a friend tell me one time, uh, that uh, in college, uh, they're talking about cheating in college. And I'm like, why? I mean, when I went to college and was paying for it myself, you know, (laughs) um, it's like I was paying to learn. I, I was not paying. I, you know, it was just, if you're in college and you're only there because mom and dad sent you. Go ahead and cut the apron strings, move into single wide and figure out what you want for your life. Right. Yeah. You don't need to be there. If you're cheating on a college test, you do not need to be there. Right. And by the way, you're an adult. Yeah. Granted, you're a young adult, but you're an adult. 
And it might be that first time to look at mom and dad and say, I, I really need to experience life for a little while and figure out what I want to do because I just don't know. Hmm. And Mark, I might be really wrong in that. Okay. But you and I both at a very early age knew what we wanted to do. Yeah. And so for me, I had two, I had a couple options, but I remember people saying, you got to have a plan B. I'm like, no, <laughs> if you have a plan B, you plan to fail. This yeah. is what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. I just, anyway, it bothers me when I, you know, I don't remember anybody cheating. I know they did. I do. Mm. It's in movies. People mock that stuff. But I'm like, if you're cheating on a test, you're only cheating yourself. Right. And I feel like every time I say that out loud, I feel <laughs> like I am the biggest dork in the room, Mark. Yeah. I'm like, it's you know. It, I do remember teachers saying, um, if you this the book is on this particular or the test is on this particular book or or whatever you know we're mm -hmm. going to take you, know, you we need to read this book and then we're going to discuss it or whatever and i will know if you just bought the cliff notes yeah you know because they will always yeah. they will always go to some place that's not in the cliff notes yeah to highlight right. something but that's that's the closest i can remember those references yeah. to using the cliff notes to cheat on something you know it just boggles it. my yeah. mind i i get it in junior high high school you know yeah, the mandatory yeah. stuff i kind of understand that but college i really don't yeah. i know that it happens because i know how many young people go to college yeah. to spend a couple of years partying but the ridiculous yeah, nature of that yeah. is that it's crazy. Yeah. You know, everything you do up until you're 21, anything you're doing for party purposes is illegal. You're breaking mm -hmm. the law. When I yeah. went to school, you, you know, I'm not, not suggesting this is the way to be. Okay. Oh, but no. when, when we were in that age, 18 was the legal age for drinking. And at colleges all across America, alcohol was a big part of the party, you know, yeah. a big part yeah. of college life. Yeah. And See, yet your yeah. mom and dad were footing the bill for you to have cirrhosis of the liver later on in life. <laughs> but again, yeah. it's like if you it's like if you have to pay for it, you'll take better care of it kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. And That's I'm true, a big yeah. fan. I yeah. If you pay for your you anyway. pay your own way, yeah. Well, you know, you know, we yes. had a story a few weeks back about a uh, maybe a month or so back now about a college professor who put something in the syllabus for his course. So mm -hmm. he would find out whether or not his students were actually reading the syllabus. Remember that he put right. 50 bucks in yep. a locker somewhere and gave them the combination. Right. And he and nobody collected. So he knew nobody in the mm -hmm. class <laughs> read the syllabus. Well, now a Chapman University business professor who suspects one or more of his students was trying to cheat on two of his exams in 2021 is going to court in a bid to hold them accountable. So far, though, he, he has no idea who the culprits are. David Berkowitz, he teaches at Chapman's George L. Agrios School of Business and Economics, filed a lawsuit last week in U.S. District Court alleging a student identified as John Doe engaged in copyright infringement by posting the two exams on an education-based document-sharing website. He's seeking unspecified damages. Attorney Marky Hankin, who uh, represents Berkowitz, uh, Tuesday said, he intends to subpoena Course Hero, that's the company that hosts the site, to obtain records identifying who is responsible for posting the midterm and final exams to the company's website. Berkowitz gave the test to students in his Business 215 class during Chapman's 2021 spring semester. The tests were uploaded to Course Hero in an apparent attempt to solicit answers to several essay questions in advance. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty creative. It <laughs> is. It's different than the old days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so he's now going to say, um, okay, just so you know, 
maybe change up your test a little bit, you know? Yeah. Why don't you think about that? Yeah. Put in, you, if you got a hundred questions on a test and you put in 20 questions and that, especially if you think everybody's looked at the exam ahead of time, mm -hmm. change one or two words in the question yeah. that take it from a yes answer to a no. Uh -huh. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Because if they're cheating, they're only focused on the number the question is and the answer they need to put. Yeah, yeah. And you'll burn them right there. An yeah. F is how you actually win. You know, yeah, when somebody yeah. fails the test, yeah. there's no need for a lawsuit. Just yeah. boom, there you yeah. go. Well, these were essay questions, so that might be a little yeah. bit trickier. But hey, this guy teaches, uh, uh, he's in the School of Business yeah. and Economics, but he doesn't know who, and he's filing a lawsuit to find out. Maybe he should change what he's teaching, you know, or consult somebody in law. To, to see if this is a smart move. Like you said, all he's got to do is change the test instead of the lawsuit. LifeRadio.fm, The Mark and Mac Show. Don't forget daily podcasts. You can get that wherever your podcasts are normally gotten from. Is that the right <laughs> way you say that? I don't think it is. Works anyway. for me. <laughs> yeah. I must have failed that English exam because I was cheating. All right, Mark. So... Man chains himself to something, and uh, uh, I'm I'm a little blustered here. Yeah, but yeah, the major world events like war make us realize mm -hmm. what's truly important for most people. Yeah. That would probably mean family and freedom. For others, it's Big Macs and French fries. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all we can cut. That's the only conclusion we can uh, come to after seeing a truly ridiculous video of a Russian man who chained himself to a McDonald's in an attempt to prevent the McDonald's location from closing. <laughs> Luka Safranov was not loving it, and by it we mean the invasion of Ukraine and the domino effect of business closures in his homeland. Mickey D's alone is shuttering 850 restaurants in Russia. As fellow fast food fans scramble to get their last taste of America's uh, the American the American chains burgers and fries, Safranov chained himself to the door in protest. He yelled, mm, yeah. closing down is an act of hostility against me and my fellow citizens. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, his active resistance didn't do much good. Police yeah. escorted him away from the property. And, and you can bet there's no golden arches in prison where he's going. Mm -hmm. Even if he doesn't end up behind bars, it, it could be a long time before Safranoff tastes a McRib or Shamrock shake again. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you know, I actually saw this when the uh when the invasion of Ukraine began and uh McDonald's announced they were gonna be shutting down, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. That they there was a story about the very first McDonald's and I remember the story, you know, because when they opened the first one in what is now the former Soviet Union, um, because they hadn't had them, you know, they right. did not have McDonald's there. And when the first one opened, it was like 1990, I think. And there were people lined up like a mile long yeah, waiting to yeah. get a burger from McDonald's. It looked like a chick Because they'd never had it. Yeah, they'd never had it <laughs> <Wow>. before. <laughs> and now, I, and you think about that, in 30 years going from none to 850, yeah. you know, that's a pretty big growth, growth spurt for any company. It is. And now they, and shutting them all down, you know, hey mm -hmm. man, got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm just thinking, so in 30 years, y'all haven't figured out how to make a hamburger? I'm thinking this guy Safranoff is probably going to show up on one of those uh, one of those shows where he goes to see Doctor the Doctor in Houston, <laughs> Doctor Now. Oh, Doctor Now. Yes, six hundred pound guy. <laughs> yep, that's him. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, I I'm going to jump into something right because I've got to 
I've got to see what you think of this. Okay. Um, all right. Over the last several years, we have seen a uh, wokeness in American young people mm. that, that um, if they don't like something, they really just stomp their feet, yell, scream, and accuse you of being a hater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. If they don't like what you say, you're being mean. If they don't like what you say, you're a hater. You, you're accused of being everything, even though you just have a different opinion. Well, imagine this at Yale, okay? Mm-hmm. We're talking about Ivy League College, Yale. Police forced to protect a conservative at Yale. Wow. It was at Yale Law School, okay? Because Yale Law School is sponsoring a free speech event, Okay. And one of the panelists was a conservative female, Kristen Wagoner. And nearly 120 Yale Law School students revolted during the free speech debate because they didn't like what the conservative was saying. Hmm. So they started screaming profanities. Um, one threatened as I literally fight you, you know, and oh, yeah. adding profanities to yeah, that. Yeah. They chanted protect trans kids shame shame throughout the building now this is a free speech event it's about protected speech that you have these are law school students mark yeah and they don't know that you have the right to share your thoughts and ideas because they don't like it so Mm. they're going to shut you down yeah they allege their actions were the execution of free speech despite the fact that they violated university policies regarding free speech. Wow. Think about that for just a minute, because that's where we are. When you and I have said this before, there are places around the world where people are gathered in a basement with the windows boarded up and the lights down very low, sharing one piece of paper out of a Bible that they share and trade, Mm -hmm. okay, to study God's word because... If they are caught doing it, they'll suffer serious consequences. Yep. This is where that begins. It's at that level of, if I don't like what you say, then you don't have a right to say it. Mm-hmm. And that is not what the United States of America was founded on. We're founded on diversity. We're founded on the ability to be different. Yep. But now, liberal young people believe that that is not the case. You either believe what they believe or... Or you're the fascist, okay? Mm. You you believe and say what they want you to believe or say, or you're the fascist, racist, home of whatever they want to label you with. Yeah. That's what you are. That's where we are right now. Not a hundred years in the future. Right now. Mm. We have arrived at this point where I believe that you better know who you are and whose you are, because these are the same people that if you preach the word of God. And I'm talking read right out of the Bible. They're going to shut you down because they don't like what the word says. They don't want to believe it. So they've changed it. They've created their own churches to tell them what they want to hear. They have become what Paul was writing to Timothy. That's where we have. We are now there. It's not in the future, Mark. We're here now today. This generation. liferadio.fm it is the mark and max show st patty's day edition Woo, pretty cool stuff hey mark one last thing a minute ago when i was talking about yale law school Uh and you know the battle and i said this is happening now and i let me just share one little thing to this okay 
this actually happened because they had a debate that where they brought in the purpose of this whole panel for this law school on free speech, you know, and um, they brought in a liberal atheist and a conservative Christian. And what they did was they had them both argue the same side of a case. Hmm. Okay. So you've got the liberal atheist and the conservative Christian both arguing the same side, using the law, okay, and free speech as their whole point. But the audience, the, these prospective law students from Yale didn't like what the conservative Christian was saying. Hmm. So they only attacked her. They only attacked the conservative Christian's viewpoint, not the liberal atheist. And you know what it was all over? What the, the, it was over the um, successful Supreme Court defense of the Colorado baker who refused to make a gay wedding cake. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I do. Okay. So that was the subject matter. And that's the thing that this conservative Christian and this liberal atheist arguing the same side of the debate. And the, again, now you're not dealing with free speech here. You're dealing with these liberal law school students, not wanting the conservative Christian to be able to speak out loud about what she believes. That's why I'm telling you it's now it is here. And that generation, okay, those 120 Yale law school students, they're going to use the law to shut churches down now, Mm -hmm. not in the future. Now Uh, you and I, years ago, we we talked about having kids, you know, and what our children were going to deal with later on in life. And Mark, I really did think, and I, I'm, not ashamed to, because we felt like this. We felt like these changes were going to happen after we were gone. Mm, We didn't think they would happen in our generation, but they have because the petulant children get up in our face, something we would never have done to our parents and grandparents. They point their bony finger of righteous indignation, even though the only reason they eat, have a car, go to school is because we fund it. Yeah. And they tell us we're wrong. Yeah. They don't have a leg to stand on, but we're wrong. Mm-hmm. We're there. We have arrived at that point yeah. on St. Patty's Day of 2022. And if you're thinking, well, this could never happen to my church, or this is America, we have guaranteed constitutional rights. Well, you're right, but that will not stop someone from filing a lawsuit and tying you up in court for potentially years, yeah. depleting the funds that your church needs to operate and is in essence just through the process of the legal system and the expenses involved shutting you down, which is what happens every day. That's what they're using the legal system as a weapon. It may not be right. It may not be constitutional. It may not be legal, but they'll still use the system to wear you down to a point where you can no longer fight anymore. And they do it every single day. We all know that there is no law against praying, at a football game, but that doesn't stop these people from filing lawsuits against, uh, against schools and shutting mm-hmm. down prayer at football games because the schools just don't want to fight. They just they don't, don't have the money. They don't have the money. And that's the whole thing. The legal system is expensive and your church would no longer be able to feed the, the poor would no longer be able to maintain their uh, premises. Would they, this they know this and they'll use the legal system to shut churches down even though it's unconstitutional and in the end if it makes it to the supreme court the church would win but by that time the church is probably so broke it can't function anymore and if they countersued these people that are 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 filing the lawsuits 
are so tiny, they don't have money to pay you anyway. So, yeah, it can happen, and it is happening right now. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, we've talked about going to do our show from Disney years ago. And um, yeah. you and Mike Eccles going out golfing <laughs> where they gave you the instructions. Hey, <laughs> if your ball lands by a log in the fairway, mm, we don't, have don't logs. just drop yeah. another ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are alligators. <laughs> yeah. It's Florida. Alligators are everywhere. And because they were protected for so many years, you know, they were a protected species because they got hunted into almost extinction. Um, now they're everywhere. They're just everywhere. And a Florida school swim team practice was delayed when the students discovered that the pool was already occupied by an alligator. The Lake County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post, the deputies responding to Monteverde Academy on a report of a, a gator crashing the swim team practice and refusing to, va- uh, to vacate the pool voluntarily. The uh, deputies mm-hmm. used a safety hook to pull the three-foot gator closer to the edge of the pool where it was grabbed by another deputy. The alligator's jaws were secured with electrical tape and the reptile was taken to Lake Apopka where the tape was removed and the gator was released to its own recognizance. <laughs> he didn't have to post any bail. No. Man. <laughs> They're everywhere. I mean, when you, when you have friends who live in Orlando, Orlando who warn you not to get out of your car at a certain place on the side of the road just because there's a big gator <laughs> that lives in that pond over there it's not a safe place anymore it's just not life radio.fm the market max show and you know as we wind things down today i saw this story and i thought I wonder if this is real because, you know, some stories, they look like they're real, but maybe they're not, you know? Yeah. And so I di- I was thinking this just reminds me of when San Francisco decided that they had to spend time and effort in a, in a courtroom to prove that uh, you, they, people did not own their pets. You know, oh, that yeah. you remember that it yeah, was a I big do. deal. Yeah. And now Google Maps is doing something that just takes it to the next level. Yeah. Uh, people who are using eagle-eyed users have noticed how Google Maps has been blurring the faces of dogs to protect their privacy. A good, this is a Google statement. Here's what it says. When we re, we create street view content from 360 uh, video recordings submitted by users, from 360 video recorders, recordings submitted by users, we apply our algorithms to automatically blur faces and license plates. And they're blurring dog faces. Taking to Reddit, users have been sharing their amazement at Google's efforts to mask each dog's identity, joking that the technology company takes their four-legged friend's privacy very seriously. Wow. One user said, I was today years old when I learned Google Maps blurs out the faces of dogs. I'm happy they support Mm. dog privacy. Wow. (laughs) It's the pooch protection program. Wow. (laughs) I... <laughs> I I don't even know where to be go with that, Mark. To what end? I mean, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's not that we don't treat our dogs like family. It's not that we don't love our dogs, but really? <clears throat> well, you know, Mark, as bad as it sounds, I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.